Al, it is time to talk about one final game before the year ends. Actually, that's not true. We may talk about other games at some point in two weeks, depending on what we do in two weeks. Okay. So I can't definitively say that this is the last game we're going to talk about this year. It's the last game that's not, like, themed, I guess? Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Because we have our schedule planned out, and this is the last one that's, like... A normal episode. A normal episode. There you go. Last normal episode of the year. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Howe and Ladium. Hello. This is episode 259. And we're going to talk about some Life is Strange. True Colors. Because we talked about all the other games, we might as well talk about this one. Might as well, and I mean, like, you you became part of the three percent, so we gotta we gotta talk about you. <laughs> Makes me sound like I'm a racist now. <laughs> well, I was thinking more like the rich people, but um, yeah, please don't be racist. I mean, either way, <laughs> I don't think that really changes it any any sort of way. Okay, yeah, the rich people are also racist. <laughs> There's a Venn diagram, and these overlap quite a lot. Yes. So yeah, we're talking about Life is Strange True Colors, the latest Life is Strange game. The fifth game in the series, apparently. Wow. Which is very bizarre to think. It is very bizarre to but think. But is true. Colors. <laughs> Finger guns. <laughs> Ay. Ay. So yeah, this game came out. When did it come out? September 10th, 2021. Never forget. Oh, wow. <laughs> For the PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, X and S, and Google Stadia. I and then came out, on, <laughs> came out on the Switch on December 7th, 2021. So this week. So Switch owners can now play this game. Today, while we were recording, actually. Yeah, it probably runs worse. Probably does run worse. That's all I could think of. All right. Anyways, yes. So, yeah, the Fifth Life is Strange game. This uh, was made by Deck Nine, the people who made Before the Storm, the Life is Strange 1 prequel. Mm -hmm. And I think are basically now the Life is Strange team because Don't Nod's off doing their own thing. Right. Making their own games, which I feel like have not been received quite as well. <laughs> Whoops. Which is uh, something, that's for sure. But yeah. This is a game that has been uh, pretty decently um, received. It is, I think, let me do a double check here. Do, 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 do. The second highest rated uh, Life is Strange game, according to Metacritic. What? Yes. What? Hey, I'm just telling you facts here. I mean... Them's the facts. It is Life is Strange 1, True Colors, Before the Storm, or it's, yeah, Before the Storm, and then 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's entirely wrong. <laughs> that's so wrong, it hurts. Hey, that's, that's what the, the, the aggregates say. Well, the aggregates are wrong. Because Life is Strange 2 is super good. It's true. And way better than 
several things. Like many things. <laughs> uh, let's talk quickly about the development of this here video game. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, like we said, Deck Nine, which had previously developed the first game's prequel before the storm, began work on True Colors in 2017. On March 18, 2021, Square Enix revealed the game as part of a live digital presentation, along with the announcement of a remastered version of the original Life is Strange and Before the Storm as part of the Life is Strange Remaster Collection, which I think is not coming out till next year now. Like, I think that got pushed back. That's... I can click this link and now will tell me for sure. Probably. Yes, it is not coming out till February 2022. It was originally supposed to come out later this year, but that is not the case anymore. Actually, just this says it right here at the end of this paragraph. I kind of just read on. <laughs> Ay. Ay. Uh, with the announcement of True Colors, Eurogamer claimed that Don't Nod's time with the franchise was over and that the Life is Strange series had been passed to Deck Nine. A Nintendo Switch version of the game, along with Life is Strange Remastered Collection for Switch, was announced during the Nintendo Direct E3 2021 presentation. On August August 11th, the DLC prequel chapter Wavelengths was announced to be released on September 30th, alongside a delay of the Remastered Collection to early 2022. And the next day, the Switch version was said to be delayed to later in 2021, which it is now out, so yep. there you go. Uh, a common theme of the Life is Strange series has been based on characters with a type of superhuman ability, though not like superheroes, the developers can then provide uh, meditations on real experiences that regular people go through, according to Felice Kwan? Kwan. Senior writer at Deck Nine. For True Colors, they had determined early on they wanted the, their protagonist to be based on the power of empathy, not only to be able to sense what others were experiencing, but to be vulnerable herself and would be able to grow past this as the story progressed, giving her path to a greater self-acceptance and greater trust in her own abilities, according to Quan. This led to creating the story around Alex losing her brother early in the game as a driver for, driver for her to explore her empathy powers and reveal more about her past as she uses them. Erica Mori portrays Alex through full performance capture, which Mori said was instrumental in successfully creating this game around about em empathy because it allowed us to get a really high fidelity facial expressions that were organically connected to whatever was going on with my voice and body in a particular scene. On August 20th, the game's original soundtrack was revealed to be composed by Australian duo Angus and Julia Stone. A crowd vote extension for Twitch was released for the game's game before launch. On September 5th, a partnership with Critical Role was announced for Wavelengths with references to the web series, merchandise, and its tabletop RPGs players. On September 29th, Square Enix started a fundraiser for LGBT organization Out Outright Action International with anyone donating at least $2 being entered into a draw to win a jacket designed by MXM Toon. And then in October 2021, the game was updated to include a high resolution and high performance mode on the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions. The latter will allow the game to perform at 60 frames per second. Ooh, fancy. Fancy. For the record, I played it on the PS5. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I really noticed was the load times. Load times are probably faster, and I'm, I'm guessing a lot of like the textures were probably a little bit better. I'm sure those was... birds were still square. Those birds are probably still square, but there's a lot of times where like we would look at stuff in the game and it would be like, blurrier. Yeah, 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 you're right. So I'm right. assuming on the, the current gen consoles that it looks a little bit better. I mean, you know this as well as I do. My eyeballs are shit. I can't tell this kind of stuff very well, so... And I'm not going to remember a texture. Unless it's, That's like, true. very noticeably terrible. I do notice mm -hmm. it then. Um, I was going to... Oh, I was going to joke about 
Erica Mori being a, a, a business lady, the the voice yep. actress. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got I got off track, but yeah, she she's a a business lady, and this is a a local business. local theater production. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Um, oh man. I guess the one other big notable thing about this game is that it, it is the first game in the series to not be released episodically. Correct. Everything was released all at once. Correct. Which I feel like didn't necessarily hurt the flow of the game per se. Like it, obviously you, you're able to remember things a lot quicker because you're not waiting months in between each episode. Right. But it did feel like it kind of made some of the episodes a little shorter. Yeah. Than previous games where the game the, the chapters would be about like a couple hours long and some of the chapters I think in like the middle section of this game you could probably knock out in like an hour and a half. Yeah. We got through this generally pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an interesting choice. I think that um, after like the really terrible release schedule of Life is Strange 2 mm-hmm. and like that game is amazing. I think if it had had a, a release like this it would have done so much better with people. Yeah. But. Because coming out having like a year and a half for it to all come out really really hurt that game yeah which sucks because that is in my opinion the best life is strange i am oh yeah <laughs> uh but yeah like it, i i feel like we talked about this before i don't remember which episode it was but we have talked about the episodic dealio mm-hmm. fairly recently but like you know certain series that had been episodic before now starting to become just throw everything on the disc right and let that be it so it it makes sense that they would go this way especially because like i think it's probably going to make them more money in the long run yeah doing it this way but you know there's just something to having like you know episodic games where you get to play it and then be like theorize about what's going to happen next and have all that time too and then you know you don't have to play it all at once you kind of like let things stew and then get to play it again and then so on and so forth but I think, you know, like we talked about with Life is Strange 2, you really need to have a good set release schedule for that to really work. Like, the the first game, I think, had that, and it worked really well because they were able to, like, start it in January, and by the end of the year, it was done. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, I think 2 kind of may have ruined that for the rest of the series, and this is probably the way it's going to go from now on. But yep. Also, the you answer know, you're looking for is Alan Wake. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because that game originally was supposed to be episodic, be episodic but it was not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the uh, the first game that they do not go episodic, and I don't think it really necessarily hurts the game per se. It just makes some of those episodes a little bit shorter, yeah. Just because I think you're just trying to make everything be playable all at once, so you don't have to really extend out sequences like you would have previously. Mm-hmm. So maybe it makes it a little bit better because like you were able to kind of cut out some chunks that may have been just fluff for the sake of fluff in previous games and can make it a little bit more streamlined and more focused i mean we did spend some time looking at a dead bird so yeah we did (laughs) dead dove do not eat do not eat i don't know what i expected (laughs) god uh uh, also apparently the original soundtrack for this one best original soundtrack at the australian Recording Industry Association Music Awards. All right. Good for that. There you go. 
there's also you know a bunch of licensed music in this game <laughs> because it is a Life is Strange game. Yes. So you get that weird uh, edited cover of Creep by Radiohead. <laughs> you get to hear the Violent Femmes, Blister in the Sun covered. And then there's also just a bunch of other stuff that like is actual licensed music as well. Um, I was super stoked that in Wavelengths we actually got Sigaros. Yes, you were very excited about that. <laughs> so excited. I never expected to see that. Mm-hmm. I, pull, I saw. I, I was like flipping through the records, and you were like, <gasps> <laughs> "I love how you're able to mimic the exact sound that I make when I get super excited and don't know how to express it now." <laughs> <laughs> Just incredibly excited. I, I mean, you've heard it so many times at this point that I, I would be surprised if you couldn't mimic it. But that is the exact same noise that I make whenever I get like real, real hype about something, but don't have the words to express my hype. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, Sigaros. Uh, it is the uh, the talk album. I think it was Sagalapur. I think that was the the song that they used. But anyway, it was real hype. I was very excited. It was really excited. Really excited. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and like we said earlier, this game has has seen pretty favorable reviews. Um, a lot of people have com- uh, commended the writing of it. They like that writing. That writing. Uh, some people are critical of the fact that like the choices don't really matter in the long run, but like that's just choice-based games for the past decade. <laughs> yep. Some people like that, Alex. Yep. Um, some people didn't like that Tibet. Yeah, apparently this game got uh, review bombed by Chinese players because there's the flag of Tibet in the game, which is uh, that's <laughs> something. Whoops. Uh, and then apparently it sold pretty well. Did it? It debuted at number six on the UK Games box sales charts, based on just physical editions alone, with 54% of sales coming from the PS5, 28% from the PS4, and 18% from the Xbox Series X and S. And then NPD's September 2021 Games Report ranked it at the as the number 10th top-selling game for the month in the United States, which apparently was the highest launch month dollar sales for any Life is Strange title to date. Wow. Which I guess would make sense because it is a $60 product compared to a, like, what, 15 for a first episode or 30 to 40 for a season pass. Right, that makes sense. So you're going to obviously make a little bit more money that way. That makes sense. But also, it's been on sale a lot this last couple of weeks so like you can get it for like you can get it cheaper than what i got it already yeah (laughs) like it's ten dollars cheaper than when i bought it and that was only like what two weeks ago yeah so you can get this game for cheap if you know if you look around the right places so there is that as well but yes let's talk about this here video game did we talk about it being nominated for the awards did we talk about that does it matter i mean the game awards don't mean well i meant the 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 other things it's like it wins it for a golden joystick award i don't know what that is but anyway from joystick i think they're just you know just awards 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 eh. yeah game awards are exactly um you obviously played this early because you got this on release. I did not get this on release. That's why we're doing this episode now compared to in September. Yep. Um, and you were very adamant of being like, oh, I can't wait to see what you think of this. Yep. Because you had you had thoughts. I still have thoughts. You have thoughts. Okay. I want to hear your thoughts about this game because I don't know if we really dived into this. We didn't. We played through this. We didn't dive into it. So. Um, 
I want to hear the Al thoughts well, about this game. The ultimate thought is Ducky best character. Yes, that's true. Um, that's just an easy one. Um, I felt like this game was super weak. Really? Yes. Okay. It's easily my least favorite Life is Strange. I mean, I would probably agree with you in that aspect. I don't, but like, I I don't know if like that's really necessarily a bad thing. Like, I know someone asked me about this game and was like, you know, is it better than the first game? And I was like, it's probably the weakest of the mainline games. Mm-hmm. So, there is that. Like, I appreciate the 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 anti-capitalism message in there. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like a lot of it was not built up well. I felt like there was a lot of stuff that was just kind of odd in terms of how you had to make choices. Um, the... I guess for lack of a better word, the bonk was kind of silly, and I don't think that that was supposed to be a funny moment. No, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, and it was not supposed to be funny. Um, we got a good. We got a lot of laughs out of that. We got a lot of laughs. I mean, like he got he got a bonk and he died. My brother died. My brother died. Um, I also just I don't know, like the whole empathy system just didn't really hit for me mm-hmm. um, especially because as you're saying like the choices don't really matter like at one point they build up this one choice of like oh you know how could this affect you and this might be a bad thing and then like in the very next chapter they give you a choice that like you basically don't have a choice and I'm like, okay, well, cool. Glad that we built that up and then just tore it down for no reason. Um, I don't know. It just, it seemed kind of, I felt like they were trying too hard. That's really what it felt like to me the whole time. It's just that they were trying way too hard. Do you okay? So we we just talked about this, but do you feel like if this had been episodic and there had been like they had more time to do stuff in these episodes, like do you think that would have helped them more, or would it have not really mattered in the long run? I mean, I think at at the core, like everything would still be pretty much the same, right? And I mean, I, I still feel like it's it's just trying too hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's me. That's you. I mean, I'm not trying too hard. I kind of am, but... Um, <laughs> no, we, we know you're a big try-hard. I am a super try-hard. Um, that's Maxwell just my... told me. Maxwell, why would you betray me like this? <laughs> that's because you didn't let me sit on you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. Like, I... I, I kind of came away from it, like, with... Not a bad taste in my mouth, but not a good one either. Mm-hmm. And like I said, certain decisions just seem so dumb. Like mm-hmm. that last one wasn't even a decision. There was no point in doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, they just did it because they feel like they have to at this point. So 
I don't know. Like, I think that there are good moments. I think there are good characters. I just think generally the game tries too hard and a lot of it misses. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when you have an angsty girl sit down and start playing a edited version of Creep at Me, I'm like, oh, come on. No, that's just funny. Come on. It's funny, but, like, it. That's I don't think that's the emotion they're trying to get from us there. Same with the bonk. Like, no, I think they know what they're doing. Like, This is the Spider-Man 3 of Life is Strange games. <laughs> like, we're not supposed to laugh at her brother dying. We're not supposed to laugh at her being sad and sitting there with an acoustic guitar singing creep about how she doesn't fit in. Like, these moments aren't supposed to be funny, but they don't hit emotionally like th- I think they meant them to. Look, you're just sad that you're just not so very special and that you wish you were special. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, I think I can I, I can see you're, where you're coming from for this, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm as, like, down on the story as you are. Like, I, I definitely think this is the weakest story out of the three main games. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, when I played through Before the Storm, I also thought it was weaker than life is strange one so like that's not entirely surprising to me right um i think at like when you talk about the choice stuff like i wonder if we're just at a point where like this type of narrative styling has just kind of run its course because i feel like everyone goes into these games realizing that by you're going to do all these choices but by the end of the game they're really kind of be they're going to be moot and pointless right they're just kind of flavor for getting you along through the game and the final choice is going to be the only thing that's really meaningful and even the final choice here isn't meaningful well let me get to that like because i feel like like you said earlier with like one of the the empathy things where the game's kind of like hey this is this is an important choice you know you got to weigh the consequences of this and then the next chapter it's like all right well you should probably do this one yeah it almost i feel like would have been better if this was just a linear told story i agree with you it would have and i feel like that was basically what deck nine was kind of trying to do in a sense of being like this is the story we want to tell but we're kind of ham-fisted because this is a series that is based on narrative choices but we kind of want the story to be this way and this way alone so we're just kind of gonna force you to go that way yeah i mean that's that's what it felt like is it it would have been so much better if it was just like i would have been fine if you had had the like minor choices throughout Mm mm-hmm um, but these like big impactful moments that don't actually mean anything. It's just like, all right, well, I know which, which one you want me to pick. Right. Um, like I wish they just told it that way. Yeah. Like, honestly, if we got a, a another Life is Strange game and it was just like, all right, we know this is a linear told story that you're going to go through this. You'll maybe have a few player choice options here and there Mm -hmm. but like we're just going to tell you a story right and that's it like i would think i would be totally fine with that i would too because i like i said i feel like at this point it's just like everyone's kind of just done their thing when it comes to narrative based storytelling not narrative based storytelling but like narrative choice based storytelling Mm -hmm. like there's nothing really new that you can do with that medium that i haven't really seen per se like everyone kind of just does it in the same way and that they've really mined that well dry of it right to where like you've seen the same thing since you know for like the last 15 years right 
So like nothing is new here. And, you know, like I said, like, I think honestly, this story would have been better if they would just like, Hey, we're going to tell you the story we want to tell you. And that's that. I really wish they had done that. I really mm-hmm. do. But they didn't. They didn't. So in the um, end, you get the the choice at the end where it's like, ah, yes, you know, it could be this. Here's a giant cutscene, or, <laughs> or I guess you could just do this. You I could do know. that. I don't know, but we're not gonna give you a cutscene or anything about that. We're just gonna say it. It's like, you obviously are leading me one direction. Like, I'm not gonna pick the other one. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't even, even matter. matter. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like, I, I don't think, like I said, I don't, I don't think I'm as down on the story as you were. Like, I think it's fine at best. Like, it's okay. Yeah. It serves its purpose. I think where this game shines, though, is just, like, I like a lot of these characters. And, like, I like the way these characters interact with each other. Mm. Like, if you told me, hey, here's more DLC. It's just, like, here's these characters hanging out after the, the events of the story. I'd be like, yeah, sign me up for this. Yeah. I would totally want to, like, see more of this and just live in this little world for a little bit longer. Like, that would be totally fine with me. And, like, that's the one thing that I really took away from this game is that, like, I would... I I feel like I just, like, want more fun interactions with these characters. I loved the, the, like, text banter between, like, Alex and Steph and Ryan. Yeah. Like, that was always super, super funny. Yeah. Like, that is where this game truly shines, is the character writing. Yeah. And just having them all interact with each other. Like, it's very similar to how the, the Cowboy Bebop live-action adaptation was. <laughs> Which we uh, kind of did the exact same time. But yeah, like, I, it's, that was the one key aspect of the game that I really took away from. Is just like, these are, these are really fun characters. Some of them. I think some of the other, like... Well, like yeah, like I mean, like like the main the main trios. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Those are good characters, and I I, mm-hmm. I think that their interactions are very very well done. Um, I think that it's like believable that they are friends slash potentially more than that. Yeah. Um, and that's good. And I I think that like getting those like goofy text messages also builds up some of the stuff that we don't see on screen but it doesn't come off as like fake right so that's good but yeah some of the other like town characters was like all right cool you're pretty boring they're or, they're there yeah like mac all right cool yeah, he can he can he can hit the bricks um <laughs> <laughs> uh, jed generally i was like all right um, I did like the whole Eleanor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley was kind of bizarre outside of the grandma thing. Yeah. And then Charlotte just looked like she came from a whole different game. <laughs> like, she did not look like she belonged in that game. I don't know what it was about her character model, but it looks like they took her from a different game and just plopped her in here. I was like, all right, cool. You're going to be Gabe's girlfriend. She's like, oh, okay, I guess. But, you know, she, she's got the one weed. The one weed. And the alien bong. And She does have the alien bong, which is pretty good. And a kid. Oh, also Pike. Pike sucks. I don't like Pike at all. Like, that first moment you meet him where he's like, well, I gotta talk to you about you beating up Mac. Yeah, he's a, he's a, 
He's a real big piece of trash. Yeah, he sucks. God, I don't like that guy. You know who I do like, though? Ducky. Ducky's real good. Ducky's a good dude. Mm-hmm. I still love that he signs all of his text messages with his yes. full name. <laughs> it's, a very, it's very appropriate. It's very appropriate. It's so funny. And uh, you get to play some arcade games. <laughs> sure did. Sure did. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, I mean, their their fake minor 2049er wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. That was good, at least. Yeah. But then you also suffered. And I also suffered. Ripperoni. <laughs> Hero's like, oh, I was going to have a fun time playing this arcade game. And then I was just like, here, I'm having to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to get the high score that's it yeah because we broke the game I think in a, in a nutshell yeah you definitely broke the game yeah so you can play Arkanoid in this game and just don't yeah don't do it Arkanoid sucks it's insanity don't do it it's terrible who thought this was a good video game um who made Arkanoid Taito well I meant like human what human made Taito? What made Taito? Uh, Arkanoid was designed by Akira Fujita and Hiroshi Sujino. All right, those dudes. They ruined your life. They did ruin my life. <laughs> I mean, the composer for the game eventually went on to work on the soundtrack for the Ninja Warriors, so he was responsible for Daddy Mulk, which is one of the greatest songs ever made, so I have to give him at least some pass on that. Oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, Arkanoid sucks, and apparently it was Arkanoid's one of Taito's most profitable coin-operated games. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. If you want to feel like you're just in the That's me every day. <laughs> Sorry, that was more sad than I meant it to be. Oh man. The we should have gotten Alex emotions while she's playing Arkanoid and it's just <laughs> anger the whole time. Did you know Arkanoid was reviewed in computer and video games in November of nineteen eighty six? And was compared to Pong and Space Evaders in its simplicity and addictiveness, but was described as a lovely game that is fast, colorful, simple, and addictive. You said computer and video games? Computer and video games. Uh, I, I was in that magazine a lot when I was doing uh, you were. my work. It was reviewed by a lady, so I'm sure she got a hate mail for having reviewed a game. Oh, I'm sure she did. Also, the NES version was named the best arcade translation for for the console of 1988. Choices were made here. In the in an in an, what is what is this dragon, a magazine from Dungeons and Dragons, 
reviewed the game, giving it five out of five stars. <laughs> You know, people would be wild in. Yeah, no kidding. In 1997, Electronic Gaming Monthly editors ranked the NES version the 41st best console video game of all time. Ooh. Sure is a choice. You end up playing for hours, they'd say. Anyways, Arkanoid sucks. Don't play it. Don't play Arkanoid. It's a waste of your time. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you get the top score in the on the the high score list, you'll just be like, I just wasted all my time. You just have to suffer to get there. You suffer, and you suffer a lot. You're probably more sad about playing Arkanoid than you are the bonk. Oh yeah. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. That was more traumatizing. I bet it was. Hoofa doofa. I wish they had given us like more than a day to actually get to know Gabe. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, cool. We're going to hang out with the brother. Then, oh, brother's dead. Brother got <laughs> See bonked. you later. Bye. Brother gets banked. Bank, bank. Just a rock to the face, and then there he goes. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Ryan's like, well, I guess I gotta cut him loose. <laughs> Literally. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, they're both going down. You'd have a... Mm -hmm. a I don't know. Smush chin... Duo? A sibling sandwich. There you go. I couldn't think of the words that I wanted to say. But yeah, like, only having him for a day, I was like... Okay, well, glad we got to know you, I guess. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got to know him, like, through everybody else knowing him, which is kind of mm -hmm. weird. And then his, his weird ghost version that you see in the final episode. Oh, yeah, 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 the ghost version. Who's like, gotta go through all your traumatic events. Yay, I'm gonna be here and tell you what happened in the traumatic events. Hey, just kidding. You got to do this again because it's not really hap what ever happened. <laughs> what was the, the, the one weird song? Oh, why am I oh, what song was it? Oh, man. Oh. Why am I blinking? I know what you're talking it? about. Yeah. Why am I blinking on what it was? But it was just very out of place. Yes, it doesn't really fit. And it was just like, what is happening here? Why is this here? Thank you by Dido. Yes. It was, hey, it was a very strange you. choice. Thank you. It was a very strange choice. <laughs> it sure was a choice. Puts on the headphones and was like, Dido, what? Especially after Kings of Leon is like the thing that they Blech. go to. Yeah, um, they're like, oh man, let's talk about how much we love the Kings of Leon. And then later on, it's like, here's Dido on vinyl. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Should have gone with that. What? Wait, what? That's that's what the the, the record at the beginning of the the game should have been. Oh, the Dido record. It should have just been Dido the whole time. Yeah. Or alternatively, it could have been Celine Dion's greatest hits, as Ryan suggested. Uh, it's way better choice as well. Way better choice. Or the um, the Smash Mouth cover bands. 
Could have been that. He he suggested that too. Also a good choice. Or just, you know, have the bird call album or something. (laughs) 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 No bird calls on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) I mix wheel. He's like, I can make bird calls. I'm a bird. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can make duck sounds, but nobody wants to hear that right now. They've probably already heard it on this podcast before at some ha- point. Have we recorded me making duck calls before? I, I we have to have. Okay. All right, everyone, go go back and listen through all of the last two hundred and fifty eight episodes and find the duck call. Find the duck You'll call. Have, or and also Jared and I watch. You gotta go listen to all those episodes as well. <laughs> You'll find it eventually. It's my secret talent. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I oh don't, yeah. I I don't know. I just. I felt like a lot of this was just very shallow, generally. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we didn't get to hang out with Gabe a lot. Um, no. A lot of the, like, dead. town stuff was just kind of, like, surface level. Like you said, I think the one real shiny moment of this is Ryan, Stefan, Alex. It's being weirdos. Yeah. And Ducky. And Ducky. Also being a weirdo. Being a weirdo and also, like being delightful and wanting to dance yes and drunk <laughs> mainly drunk um i mean i would say like the the whole uh the larping section that was fun very good i that was my favorite part of the game very dumb and very good it was very funny like when it turned into a turn-based rpg it was just like oh my god what <laughs> what it like was that was just brilliant. very that was a good call. It was a very good call. It was a very, very good call. And like the fact that you were able to like talk your way out of things or like use items to not have to fight and everything. I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I love this. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. And like Ducky just being drunk with his little hat on, being like, Oh hey, <laughs> I'm the dwarf. They told me I could stand behind the bar. <laughs> Did they now? Ah, yes. Are you helping yourself to the uh, the wares? No. <laughs> Wink. Um. Also had some foreshadowing there with the the larping. Yes. Yeah. Imagine that. I did. Imagine. What were you say? I just said imagine. Imagine. Um, I did also appreciate that Ryan was all of the enemies for the most part. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was the wolf. He was the snake. He was the troll. <laughs> it was awesome. It's real good. He did a great job. I would have been so upset if somebody glittered me like she did, though. Oh, that would have been so mean. So mean. You know, it took him forever to get that glitter off everything. Yeah. And his like weird wrestling belt. He's like, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> like, he was so disappointed that she glittered him. Not glitter. <laughs> yeah, that entire sequence was super, super fun, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I liked looking around for, like, coins and scrolls and seeing all the little dialogue and um, had the, the one couple that you can, like, help get together throughout the game, like, He's just dead at one point, and he yeah, <laughs> they're just chatting. You just keep trying to get back up. I'm like, no, no, nope. stay down. No, you're dead. You're dead. 
he did. Um, and then, you know, when it actually turns into like the the RPG with like the clothes, the actual clothes and like the menu sounds and everything, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah. So I did enjoy that quite a bit. I thought that was clever. And a good use of um, Steph and her interests. Yes. Because we knew beforehand that she was into that, which I didn't even realize she was the same character from Before the Storm until you mm-hmm. mentioned it. And I was like, all right. Heck. That was I, one of the few things I knew about this game before playing it. I did not know that. So I just thought she was a cool gal who was into D&D and LARPing. <laughs> if you had played the DLC, you would probably been even more confused. Like, wait, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, probably. <laughs> What's going on here? Wait, how do you know these things? <laughs> I would have eventually put it together. Yes, of course, because it would be hard not to, but... <laughs> it was just confusing, because she was part of the, like, drugstore makeup band, and... Mm-hmm. I... Why did you just throw your hair at me? Sometimes you just gotta throw your hair. It's true. He thinks he's in a shampoo commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is. You never know. Had to be a dry shampoo commercial, because he doesn't like being wet. <laughs> he does not. Um, but yeah, so like, again, generally the whole like anti-capitalist part of it was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it was completely pulled off well in all aspects. Yeah. Um, also, man, spoiler alert, it must suck that Typhon took like her entire family from her. Yep. Yep. It's a little rough. Yep. Ripperoni killed her brother trying to cover up they killed her dad a lot of ripperonis there a lot of ripperonis how many died seven that sounds right I wish there had been some like build up or foreshadowing or something about Jed other than just, hey, Jed saved people in the town. Yay. I mean, I called it, so. You did call it, but you called it because of, like, you knowing <laughs> the I'm series. Like, I'm also, because I knew the series, but also because I was being a jerk at the time. Right, right. <laughs> just goofing. Um, but, like, it's very obvious, I think, like, going into, the, like, that fourth episode, you're like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Yep. Just because that's the way these episodes, or these the series tends to go. Yep. And it just went the the exact way I was expecting it to go. I was like, oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's one of these. <laughs> yeah. I wish there had been some better build up there. Other than just like, surprise, I'm the villain. Plap, plap. <laughs> ha! Also, she somehow fell down that entire mine shaft after being shot and was like, all right, cool. I'm still walking. I'm still breathing. I'm fine. That my ribs are broken. Oh, God, it hurts so much. I'm limping a bit, but, like, I'm all right. Somehow I've walked all the way back to the bar. <laughs> it's a long walk. Like, it was nighttime when I started. Right. This is wild. I was okay, I guess. She was determined. Yeah. I mean, like, she didn't really, like, have a whole lot of injuries from that, even at the end. Yeah. 
Like a few days later, oh, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nope, no Everything's issue. good. I got shot, broke some ribs, probably bo broke some other stuff, but like, I'm fine. I can walk fine. I can operate fine. I can... I got these crutches, but it's good. Yeah, but she didn't even really use them. It'd been long enough, clearly. It'd been like a few days. Magic empathy healing powers. Ah, yes, there we go. <laughs> that must have been it. Exactly. Um, and as I mentioned with Mac, like, that dude was pretty two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. He's just there. He's just there. He's like, I don't like my girl talking to other people. <laughs> also, I'm scared of Typhon. <laughs> and then it just kind of <laughs> disappears. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. Sure. Sure. Yep. Yeah, I, I also didn't really, like, I guess maybe it's because I don't know a whole lot about mining. But it's sort of unclear. Like, I know that they said that the dudes drown and that they were close to water or something. Mm -hmm. But I legit have no idea how all that went down. And then there was, like, a, I guess the cave-in part there with, like, the the locket like what all happened there it doesn't make sense and what did Typhon even blow up to try and like hide it when she obviously was able to get in and out fine well that was like well that whole the, the shaft was abandoned right right so like essentially like it was probably still like and they're gonna have people come in and like inspect it right so like I think they were basically burying or trying to bury the bodies better so like they can be like oh there's just like you know we we got this far there was a cave in and this is the this is what happened but he got all those guys out so it's good so they're the bodies are probably still down there so they were probably trying to cover those up so like when the inspectors come no one can find them because they're all buried under rocks now even oh more so. okay I see now mm -hmm. so they drown their bodies are still there they yeah they, so like they 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 were stuck in that cave in could not get out and the bodies were just down there because they were not going to pull those bodies out be and, and be like oh man we had seven people die under our watch that seems bad right so they just left them there and then buried them even further to try and hide them more so they wouldn't get caught again okay so there was technically a cave-in, and also they drowned, and then they just caved it in more to hide bodies. Correct. Okay. Like I said, I don't understand mining. Hit rocks. Yes. That's what I learned from Stardew Valley. Um, But yeah, the whole thing to me was like very unclear as to like what happened there, and they didn't really explain it very well in my opinion, but... I thought it was fine, but also like I kind of I feel like I know what, what mining stuff is all about, so I don't know. You're it seemed, starting to know with the mining. I guess it it seemed pretty clear to me. Mm hmm. So uh. I just didn't think about bodies. I mean, like, yeah, you're gonna have like skeletons and stuff. Yeah, you don't want inspectors coming in and be like, "Hey, why is there skeletons down here?" 
There the several, happened? Several skeletons just kind of like piled up right here. Um, yeah, that seems kind of bad. What 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 happened here? Can we get a story? <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> I refuse. Um, but obviously they didn't do a very good job because she was able to find an intact locket from her dad, and I guess he's just chilling out under those rocks now. Well, they probably they did that really shoddily because they just did it a second explosion at the same time and probably were just like, oh, we're good. We're not gonna yeah. go down there and check it because it's a an abandoned mine shaft that's not held up that well and we don't know if it's really like safe or anything down there so right i mean they were just trying to cover their ass and that's why gabe, yeah. gabe got bonked bonked bonk bonk bad jed's like oh man i'm the bad guy and yes the, he is the the larping is also like oh man i'm the bad guy Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I don't know. There, there. Like I said, there's some good stuff here, but there's also some stuff that I. Yep. And so that was the main reason that I was like, I can't wait until we could talk about this because I had thoughts on it, and I didn't know how your thoughts would be in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I noticed that like people seem to like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, um, am I weird? <laughs> am I a creep? Am I a weirdo? Well, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was one of the things I saw as well. It was like, you know, people talking this up really big. And I was just like, huh. Okay. Like, before even playing it. So, mm-hmm. going into it, I, like, was curious to see if, like, those expectations would be met at all. But, like, I don't necessarily think they were. So, like, I think that's a little bit more surprising coming out of it. Just being like, everyone's like, wow, look at this game. And, like, you know, it's all right. It's all right. The other games are better. I mean that's that's really the gist of what I was coming away from it with is it was all right. The other games were better. Mm-hmm. Also, zero out of ten. There was like a mini golf thing on the roof, and we couldn't play it. Yeah, yeah. They let us play Arkanoid, but we couldn't hit a little golf ball. Shame. It's the worst. The worst. Terrible. 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 I guess we did get they put sunglasses on a gnome, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, we did. Ralph Buddy. Ralph Buddy. That was a big yawn. Big yawn. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sleepy. That's a big shocker. Mm, the biggest of shockers. <laughs> also, I learned you you don't take multiple gummies. The weed gummies. The weed gummies. Or you'll be real messed up. Real messed up. She's like, oh no, um, calm down, first of all. It's fine. Maybe you should drink some water. <laughs> Hydration check. So I did learn that. There you go. You're learning things. Foosball is hard in this. Foosball is hard. I don't remember foosball being that difficult in real life. I mean, it kind of is. You gotta, like... 
hit all the, the little levers all at the, the same time, and you're like, ah. Exactly. Also worth noting. <laughs> Yawn first and talk. Yep, yep. Um, worth noting that um, in my game, I ended up dating Ryan, and in your game, you ended up dating Steph. Because um, I wanted to see like the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. I figured that would just be worthwhile to discuss. I personally do not think that there is a better option. I think that they're both very, very good options. Well, there you go. Um, Put it on the back of the box. Al says you can't go wrong with either option. <laughs> I, I just think that they're both really good fits for Alex, and I think that the the way that everybody like vibes together it it works out really well Mm -hmm. um and i think that both of those characters as you mentioned before are are really well written yeah um the only detriment to ryan is that he has a stupid necklace (laughs) pretty dumb so stupid also he just kind of disappears in steph's ending yeah real weird just gone like, there's a canonical doesn't, reason why Steph is gone in his ending, but... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, like, he literally lives there. Where is he? Where is he? It's just, I, I, I think we talked about this after we, we finished, but it's like... They took they took the first ending, like, the Ryan ending, and it's like, well, she's not here for this one, so I guess we'll just not put him in this one, because, I don't know, we don't want to... We can't put the resources to doing that. Right. And it's very bizarre. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think that they are both very, very good choices in terms of datables. Mm-hmm. And I I am happy that we we got to date both of them. Yes. I mean, I guess technically you didn't get to date Ryan, but... I did I, not. I told you about it. You did. Um, And then, like, we, we, we alluded to earlier, but, like, the, the endings are... The endings themselves, like, the main endings. Right. Um, there's one that is very much like, hey, you should do this one. And then there's another that's like, I mean, you could do this one. <laughs> you could which, do that. Which, so the the ending, the, the big final choice is, do you stay in Haven Springs, the city where you, for the little town that you've been in the whole game, or do you leave? Right. And the, the one that's very much hinted at is like, you should just stay here. They give you like a five minute cutscene about like what your life would be like if you stayed there. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after like, or you could go leave and do this. And yeah. literally that's all they say. Yeah. And it's like, cool, I wonder which one you want me to do. <laughs> I mean, it did a good job of convincing me. Because I, I told you before I did that choice, I was like, you know, going into this, I was thinking of like, oh, she should probably just leave. Because of everything that's happened. But then like that whole cutscene when I was like, you know, maybe she should stay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the best option. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's very clear that's the option they want you to pick. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just like, hey, you could do that. And then, like, the actual ending, I watched them on, on the YouTubes. Yeah. And they're just so dumb. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that's just how the series has always been. Like, there's a good, not a good ending, but, like, a good ending. Right. For the game. And then the other one's just kind of like, eh. Right. 
And that's basically how it is here. Yeah. I just think it's really strangely framed. Yeah. And, like, it just makes the most sense, like, character-wise of, like, yeah, staying would be the, the option she would choose here. Yeah. She's been wanting to find somewhere, like, stable where she could have a family and belong. And, mm-hmm. wow, amazingly, she found it. Yeah. What? So, I mean, Not every like, place has Ducky. It's true. Not every place has Ducky. And, like, what are you going to do if you're not around Ducky? Exactly. He's a good character. Very, like that very part good was, character. That part was weird. Mm-hmm. And it goes back into our whole discussion earlier about, like, you know, it almost feels like they, they had an idea of, like, what the ending should be. But they're also like, I guess we got to put this other ending in here because somebody's going to choose it, I guess. Yep. Somebody's going to be in the 3% of this game. Was it 3% for that one? Because I know... I guess we should address your 3%. I don't know what the percentage was. I don't think it was like that high, though. Right. So, yes, yeah, so the 3% joke that we've been making throughout this entire episode is that like the first big choice you get at the beginning of the game yep. is when you meet Gabe. Yep. And it gives you the option to hug him or, shake his, or have a handshake with him. Yep. Me being the the jerk that I am <laughs> was like, all right, Alex isn't gonna want to hug. She's very, she's very tepid right now. She's cautious. She's not a hugger. Go for the handshake. <laughs> and you were like, what are you doing? Go for the hug. And I was like, no handshake. That's the way to go here. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, whatever. You know, that's a choice. Who cares? We get to the end of that episode, and it's like going through your your choices and the percentages and like the worldwide percentage for that cho- that first choice is like 97% hug 3% handshake yep <laughs> it was just like wow yep <laughs> yep it's very funny it was super super fun I still can't get over the fact that you went for a handshake gotta be polite I mean it's your brother it's the brother you haven't seen in like years things have changed handshakers now handshakes no hugs Only the only hug we get is at the end of the game right hilarious you are such a it's character. Troll. it's called character development It yeah it sure is I hugged the Brutta for the record. Well, that's because you're a coward. Because I <laughs> would have hugged him. Mm. I hug my brother. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. There was something else that was 3% too, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember either. so funny <laughs> you were such a weirdo yeah this yeah is, this is who you decided to be friends with i have zero regrets good zero regrets zero regrets even though you would handshake everything <laughs> i mean i wouldn't that's not saying i would mm. That's how I'm projecting the character would. <laughs> I see. Well, and then you're going to have regrets because 
then your brother gets bonked, and then what? Hey, are I didn't you know do? he was gonna die in the first episode. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> if I could go back and change it, would I? No, but <laughs> you know, it's not my fault. Oh my god. Yeah, I was trying really hard to like tell you things about this game without spoiling the fact that your brother died. My brother died. Brother got bonked. He got bonked. Oh, that that bonk, the way that they animated it was just so silly. It's very silly. I also we wish good, we good oh, laugh. We get got a good laugh. I wish they had gone a little bit more into like what happens with Diane after, because mm -hmm. she was like. Ah, uh, yes, I'm working with Typhon to hide all this stuff, and things are shady, woo! And then she's just, like, gone. Like, her and... They, they talk a little bit about what happened with Jed, but they don't really talk about her. Or I feel like she gets caught up in the whole, like, wave of the company going down. Well, yeah, she should. But that's it. Like, she, she puts out, like, that statement of, like... Oh, I can't ask for forgiveness because the one person who's here to ask forgiveness for isn't here anymore. Right. Like, it's a very, like, robotic press release type speech. Right. But that's about it. Wait. Uh, but we also played through the DLC of this game. Oh, right. We should talk about that. You did not play it. And I was like, no. eh, why not? Why not? Why not? Um... So, this is a prequel to the game. Yes. By a year. And by a year. You play through his stuff, and basically you go through, like, each season that leads you up to the actual game happening. Mm -hmm. Of her being the, the DJ of the radio station and running the record store and kind of, like, building out that record store in her own image and changing the radio station to what she wants it to be and all that sort of stuff. All the while, like, you know learning about all the people who live in Haven Springs and all that sort of stuff and also kind of like figuring out things about herself because still very recent of her being involved in the events of the first Life is Strange game. And also having like a very recent breakup and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, Worth mentioning before we dive into the wavelengths. Um, there is also a mode for the, the streamer folks Mm -hmm. That you can turn off all licensed music. Yes. <laughs> and which gave, which gave birth to some good memes when this <laughs> game came out. I have not seen any of the memes, but it was hysterical that like the first thing you did when they started dancing to Kings of Leon was like, turn that off. And so they're just like jamming out to nothing and they just look like weirdos. Yeah, they like usually you would think like when games like this have that option, they would just like replace the audio with like royalty free music of some sort. Right, some generic music. Here they just like all right the audio's turned off. Yeah, they just made it silent. It's like what? I mean, I guess you have to do that, but also what <laughs> do you do? It's so weird. Um, so I'm assuming that that would be the case with wavelengths too, which would very much be. I guess yeah, it would have to be detriment to this DLC. Yeah, there's a lot of music in this DLC. You run a radio station and a record store, like yeah. Oof. Anyway. So it'd be a lot of silence if you're just having the the streamer mode on. Right, right. So yeah. Anyway, I wanted to bring that up before we got into wavelengths. Mm -hmm. Yes. We get to go through some seasons. Yeah, I wasn't really sure what to expect going into this because obviously it was just like, you get to play a stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. 
but you literally are just contained to the record store the entire time. Yep. <laughs> you don't leave. It's just that's your home. <laughs> like, it doesn't even tell you, like, does she live there? Because, like, all of her stuff is there. But yeah, there's nowhere like... for her to, like, actually live. Yeah. I don't know. You are stuck there. The only time I think that you could potentially see something else is during the sessions where you play foosball, but we didn't watch those, so. Skip through those. Yep. I didn't want to play foosball again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I thought this was an interesting way to kind of tell the story because, like, you really dive into, like, Steph as a character more so because obviously you're playing as her, but, like, you get a lot of, like, just, like, her inner thoughts and everything, how she is changing throughout the year as time goes on and all that sort of stuff, how her, like, relationships with Gabe and Charlotte are changing as well. And, and Ryan. also when Ryan comes into the picture as well. And you also have, like, the, the fake tender you have to go through. Right, right. And, like, trying to find dates and all that sort of stuff and, like, how your relationships with those people are changing depending on, like, if you're actually, like, communicating with them or not. Well, and also, like, the fact that she's, like, a lesbian in a very small town mm -hmm. that doesn't have a whole lot of choices there. Yeah. Like, you have to you have to deal with that struggle, too. Got to expand that search radius. Yep, I was like, hey, you want to, like, come to Denver at some point? <laughs> Yikes! So. Can't do that right now. Yeah, the, the whole Tinder thing. I was like, oh, God, online dating's already super stressful. I don't want to have to online date in a video <laughs> game. Well, you had to. Yep. Um, but we did make some decisions on, on the left and right. We had a system. Mm-hmm. You got no profile, no quip. Get out of here. Get out of here. If you looked like you were way too, like, conservative or sorority, out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> That that one that one chick who wanted a third, get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, um, you also eventually have to lure out a cat, which you'd never see until the very end, which is very sad. I wanted to pet that cat. Very sad. I wish that they had given you more of a way to interact with Valkyrie. Mm -hmm. Let me pet the cat. Let me pet the also, cat. Uh, she she takes on this like role as like a psychic on the the radio, essentially. Yep. Giving out fortunes. It's just her, like, rolling her 20-sided her dice. Very D20. <laughs> and that just becomes her character on the radio as she's trying to, like, change it from just boring contemporary radio into something entirely new and fresh. Uh, but I think, like, the, the actual interesting thing to come out of the DLC itself is the fact that, like, this is the first time we've seen in a game characters from Life is Strange actually having to deal with the ramifications of Life is Strange. Right. Because we have not had that in any, any of the other games. Like, it, there's been references and, like, allusions to it, mm -hmm. but it's never been the actual characters from those games actually dealing with what happened. Right. And, like, that was the most fascinating thing to me, especially because, like, going into the actual game, like, knowing that Steph was in the game, I was like, okay, well, she's probably going to make some references to it or something. And she really doesn't in the main game, which was I thought was real surprising. So I was like, this has to be where those references lie. It and was. sure enough, this is where those references lie because they bring back Mikey from Before the Storm as well and you do like D&D &D and all that sort of stuff. And one of the seasons they bring you to is literally like what the fifth, yeah, the fifth anniversary of the events of Life is Strange. It even starts like when you start the DLC, it's like, did you play Life is Strange? What did, what was, what's the choice you made? Yep. 
It's like, okay, here we go. Yep. So once you're at the anniversary, like, you have to deal with those ramifications. Which I thought was good, because, like, I really had been wanting to see, like, okay, what do these characters have to, like, feel about this? What, what, how have they been dealing with this in the years that have passed? So, like, that was, I think, one of the most interesting aspects of this DLC for me mm-hmm. in particular. And I'm glad that at least we got some, like, impact of, like, what's happened with these characters and, like, how it's affected them and how they're still trying to work through it, you know, five years after the fact because it was such a big event in these people's lives. And it also kind of led to the downfall of one of our Tinder relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, cause we were, we were getting along okay with her. Like we went to her play and we were, we were flirty. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, by the way, I got nosy and like checked out your Facebook and I found out all this stuff. And we're like, Oh, like, no. <laughs> that was a big violation. Yep. So she's like, Oh man. But like stuff in general at that point, it kind of been like closing yourself off from like yes. everyone. Yes. So. It wasn't like until like she had that that D and D session with Mikey where she's like they really had to like talk things out about like you know how what does this mean to us right like, what does this mean to Steph in particular because she has not worked out these feelings over the past five years it's been like it's time the year comes around I'm just gonna shut everything out and hope for the best yep and it's eventually just like all right we gotta I gotta talk to someone about this finally and hopefully this will at least give me some first step to having you know a different feel of this time of the year and this this event and all this sort of stuff and we have like mikey like trying to contact her throughout the the dlc even before that like he sends her a package of D stuff and mm-hmm. like he, he messages her a few times so it all comes to a head at that season i think it's fall yeah, because, like, she even, like, mentions, like, because he keeps messaging her and she, like, doesn't respond. He's, like, she's basically just, like, I'm trying to ghost you, dude. Yep. <laughs> when, when I do this, people, they go away and you don't do this. What is going on? <laughs> so that was, that was an interesting aspect of it is, is mm-hmm. hi, hello, we're dealing with this. Yeah. And I do like that they dealt with it in a very stiff way with a D&D session. Mm-hmm. A D and D therapy session, basically. Yeah. Basically, you're not wrong. <laughs> it was good to see Mikey again. Yeah, like I'm glad to we got to see those characters and like deal with this sort of thing. It made me think of the glitch that we had with like the weird gnome like floating <laughs> when we played. So yeah, that was uh, that was probably like the most interesting part for me in particular um but i did like getting like know a little bit more about steph and like how her story came to came about and how she came here you know what she had been doing the year up to when alex shows up and all that sort of stuff and like just getting a little bit more of her interactions with like some of the other characters in the game and all that sort of stuff and like eventually the the new year's eve part of the dlc which is like the final part where she's like all by herself in the, the the radio booth dealing with LS or stuff and like the gang puts her on this little scavenger hunt which like devolves into like hey you're you're part of the town now if, if you want to leave you can if you want to stay here you know you always got a seat at the the bar mm-hmm. I thought that was that was really nice and sweet it made me want to go back and see if I could find that plaque in the bar yeah but I didn't 
do that. Mm-hmm. But I was curious. Uh, the DLC ends basically how I thought it was going to. I was like, this is probably going to end with like the, the day Alex shows up. Yep. And lo and behold, that's exactly how it ends. Yep, ends with Alex showing up and us showing the record, asking which one to play. Yep. Which which makes sense. Yep. Makes like that's sense. that's of course that's how you would end this. Yes. Um So I thought that was that was a fine piece of DLC. Um we also got to talk to an old lady about K pop. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That part was real good. It was really good. <laughs> I love the old lady in the nursing home that we're communicating with. What's this K-pop? What does Stan people mean? <laughs> Anyways, keep up the good work. Yay! It was really funny. Yeah. It was really funny. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that is that is the DLC. We did that too. We did do that too. We did the thing. We did the thing. We did the whole thing. And Sigaros was there. Yes. Al got very excited. So excited. She was like, "Wow!" I love the Taka album. It's really, really good. It's really good. Like, Taka in parentheses are my, my jam. Don't Jared. step on Jared. Ow. <laughs> pain anyway I don't have much else to say yeah that's Life is Strange True Colors yeah it's okay it's fine it's fine <laughs> I'm a little bit more positive on it than Al but you know it's not a bad game no, no I'm not I'm not saying that I'm just saying I'm a little bit more positive on it than you are yes that's probably true um but I would agree with you. This is, you know, probably the 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 lowest in terms of the main Life is Strange series games. Yes. But it's still fine. It's fine. I don't regret playing it. I'll nah. put it that way. Nah. Wee. Nah. I mean, like, I don't know. I could have put more time into... Tales of Abyss and regretted my life more and it's true. Instead I played this and it was fine. There you go. I think the timelines were different, but that's fine. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I played them both on my PS5. Mm-hmm. That I have for some reason. Yep. True yep. story. Yep. True colors. There you go. Good way. Good segue. <laughs> hey. Hey. Either way, that's gonna wrap up this episode. So if you'd like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool is where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. Mm-hmm. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash SACOVA, buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early and a wealth of bonus content as well. Next week, it's time to preview 2022. I'm looking to the future. We'll look into the future. We'll take a look at the video games coming out next year, some anime, and I guess we'll also probably talk about the new announcements from Jeff. the marketing the marketing award show that's going to happen on this 
this Thursday, this past Thursday as we were recording this. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to name it. So we'll talk about those. Hey, well, I, for the first time, I think, since we've been doing the preview episode, we will have done it after that and not before. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So we'll actually have that in our in our back pocket this time. So that's a good thing. First time for everything. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, next week there will be that as we wrap up the... We get closer and closer to wrapping up this year. Mm-hmm. 